Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Mikey O'Toole. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, you might notice that the microphone sounds a little goofy, and that's because I'm actually recording this into my built-in microphone on my MacBook Pro, sitting on my bed Indian style in my house. I have had quite a day. Not a bad day necessarily, but just one of those days where thing after thing after thing don't quite work out how you're expecting them to, and just kind of been rolling with the punches all day. The end result is this day just kind of beat me up, and I'm a little over it, and I really don't feel like setting up the microphones and recording the intro properly. I mean, it's like, oh, hey, well, Brian, why don't you do it later? Well, that's because the rest of this weekend, I'm going to be shooting a new music video for Sykes and a New Violence, and I have to record another podcast on Sunday with the Bad Custer guys, or one of the guys from that band, I'm not too sure. There's just a lot going on, and this is really the only time I have to do this. I don't want to ramble much more than this, just kind of want to explain and tell you about my day, because it has been quite the day. But earlier today, I did get to sit down and talk with the guys in the band Recluse, who are on the show, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know that's who's on today. Recluse. Really awesome guys, actually. I had never met them before tonight. And I, as you'll hear in the episode, I've never heard them before. Uh, whatever. I should have done my research. But I didn't because actually I didn't set up this episode. Technically, Adam Vallon from the Band Nevada Color set up this episode as part of promotion for the Framework Music and Arts Festival, which is happening May 7th at the RE360 building in uh, Pittsburgh, PA, the Allentown suburb. Not Allentown, PA, but the suburb. If you know where... Black Forge Coffee House is. That's a, a new place a lot of people have been going to in the area. Homies, Black Forge. I've recorded some episodes there. Uh, it's in the same neighborhood. And for those of you who don't have any idea what I'm talking about with this framework, Music and Arts Festival, it's being presented by 91.3 WYEP, and it's a Pittsburgh based festival with the goal of bringing together upcoming bands. DJs, photographers, videographers, and other artists for a one-night music and arts festival showcasing Pittsburgh's up-and-coming artists. Uh, I'm hosting the festival, which is going to be really fucking cool. Super excited for that. And Recluse is one of the bands that are playing this festival, alongside Suits and Ukes, Andre Costello and the Coal Miners, Emerson J, Denora, and, of course, Nevada Color. There's going to be a... Jax from the future is the house DJ for the evening. Visual artists are going to include Hannah Altman, one of my best fucking homies. Chris Yurin, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the last name. I apologize if not. Carly, 
Wow, I really can't pronounce your last name, Carly. I am sorry, I'm bad with names. Leanna Agnew, Dan Winter, Madison Turizek, and the Mobile Sculpture Workshop. There's going to be links to things about the festival in the episode description, so please be sure to check them out. Again, I'm hosting the event. I don't know exactly what that's going to entail, but I'll be there being a goofball, being loud. There's going to be a lot of great bands, a lot of great artists. It's going to be a good time. So, yes, May 7th at the RE360 building, the Framework Music and Arts Festival. Don't miss it. If you are new to me, new to the show in general, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Real Sykes. Start the Beat also has a Facebook page, which you can find. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, type in Start the Beat with Sykes. If you are someone who listens to podcasts on iTunes, I'm on iTunes. You can just type Start the Beat in the search bar. I'll come up. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review the show. If you're into that sort of thing, it helps a ton. And last, but certainly not least... Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family, which you can learn all about at epicast.tv. Woo! Without any further ado, my conversation with Pittsburgh's own Recluse. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! We're on. After Yo. much trial and tribulation, let's just get into this, right? So right. I don't do any intros or outros. I do that stuff later and post. You don't got to worry about that. Cool. But uh, yeah, put the microphones up to your mouths and introduce you all of yourselves for the people listening. My name is Max. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Zub. And I'm Derek. Mm. And the, you make up a band called Recluse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I met some of you people once at the Strip District Music Fest video shoot. Ah, oh, that yeah. was fun. I was there. That was fun. I was like one of the 12 people that cared enough to show up. Yeah. 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 But that was a fun day. Yeah, I had a shovel. Yeah, yeah. I remember you <laughs> we were the, all wore like the Warriors, right? Dave killed a guy. Yeah, we were the Warriors. <laughs> so, like... I have never heard your band, and I probably should have listened. We suck. Yeah, you really should have checked that out before you started a <laughs> podcast with us. Well, you know, usually I don't reach out. This was set up by our, our friend Adam Vallon, mm-hmm. the, the, the glorious Very Adam. Nice man. Yeah, he's a Who great... Who has heard our music before. Yeah, I'm sure he has, and I'm sure it's great. But, so we're not going to talk about your music right now. We'll figure that out later. Let's talk about the Warriors. All right. Right? So, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel about the Warriors? I'm a brave heart. Uh, at least an eight point seven. <laughs> I definitely, definitely seven on a good day. About the movie, War- the Warriors, yeah, like us, like we're Warriors. How, How do, do you feel I about feel us? about I us being that. Warriors? I'm a ten. Oh, I'm definitely, yeah. Uh, eight point eight. Eight point eight. <laughs> Four so, inches if it's cold. Now, for someone who hasn't heard your music, 
which would be me, and probably some people listening to this, what would you describe Recluse as? What kind of a band are you guys? We are uh, we are a songwriter band that plays really loud rock music. I always call it piano garage pop. Okay. Yeah. So there's like there's definitely an aggressive element, but it's it is songwriter based. You know. Cool. We're like if Elton John did a bunch of smack. He did. Well, I'm though. sure he did. That's he what did. I was gonna say. Not not no. He he did. He I I heard he did a ton of blow, but that's that's a whole different ball game. We're talking about like the hard. Like if he was doing okay. some crank. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Every time we play, Max just tells me to hit the drums as hard as I can. But yet we have these like really soulful and meaningful lyrics. So it's like aggressive and introspective. Cool. Who does what in the band? So I play. I, I play drums. You're the drummer. Yeah. All right. That's Derek talking. Derek is the drummer. I'm Don't Zub, you. and I play the guitar. Cool. I'm Dave, and I play the bass. Okay. I'm Max, and I play keys and sing. Oh, okay. So keys and vocals. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now I'm really intrigued. There is some piano actually in this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it like synthy stuff? Or? No, it's no. It's like all like. Like all, all crank aside, like it is kind of like an Elton John kind of band. It's it's a, a, like some seventies kind of jams. Cool. Some, with some lyrics. So are you music. the main songwriter guy, or is it kind of divided amongst everyone? I write all the songs and I, I bring them to the band, and they they make them sound good. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So like, what was your background then in writing music? What made you want to do stuff like this? Do you have like a passion for it, or was it a fun experiment that ended up turning into the band i I definitely i mean it's i definitely have a passion for it it's my life but my dad was also a pianist and a songwriter so i think it just kind of transferred to me i grew up in a house where there was a lot of beatles playing a lot of a lot of pop gotcha being played did you um ever have this thing like growing up around that stuff, did you ever like steer away from it from a bit? Did you have like a weird like punk rock yeah. phase or anything like that? I, I did. I find a lot of people in your position kind of go into that. It's pretty interesting. Um, when I was in high school, all my friends listened to "Say Anything" and "Saves the Day." So okay, I, I got into that really hard, which is funny because like that's not even that rebellious of punk. You know, that, that, <laughs> fair enough. They're, sure. they're like the the clean, you know, uh, songwritery, you know say anything kind of sounds like queen on a good day so it was i didn't stray too far from my songwriter roots as far as that went sure what about the other guys like what what were you listening to growing up and shit like that uh well to put it in perspective in eighth grade i was listening to michael jackson and metallica and um uh hootie the blowfish a little bit of hootie (laughs) but it was everything for me like i would listen to all sorts of stuff and then i got into punk phase myself really into ska as a bass player i love playing ska music bass lines were way more interesting matt freeman um from operation ivy and then rancid one of my favorite bass players um you know he played with a pick and he just shredded like he just didn't give any f's you know he yeah just, there's what maxwell murder has that sick bass part in it right? yeah exactly yeah. i mean there's so <laughs> many songs that are just like him shredding and he also like from an operation ivy he was taking a lot of jazz bass lines and just kind of like putting a little more speed in it and throwing it over some you know punk ska it was great so and then 
from there I got into, you know, more jazz and, um, you know, like Coltrane, Ray Brown as a bass player. He's from Pittsburgh actually. Um, and then from there just kind of evolved into Mars Volta and Prague stuff. <laughs> so I've been around the whole circle for me personally. Very, very, very cool. Zub, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Uh, fucking great. Oh, we can curse on this podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you said Fs. Fs. Um, I never really had a punk phase, actually. I think I'm more into punk now than I ever was in high school. I wasn't a particularly... Sorry, that's my mom. I wasn't a particularly uh, aggressive uh, person in high school. Um and I'm not a particularly aggressive person now, but like I, I think I'm getting more interested in widening my perspective. And so I'm listening to a lot more stuff. <clears throat> I was always into like I was a big Who fan. That was my that was my big influence and Paul Simon and so nothing like super underground or, or aggressive, you know. Drummer guy. Uh, I what? grew up heavily influenced by my father. Uh, basically listen to Rush. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I heard that band has a drummer, right? Yeah, that's all. I <laughs> you could say that. That was my early education in music, but I didn't actually start with a drum set. Um, I really got into this band Guster in high school. Okay, and their drummer used congas, bongos, all like auxiliary percussion. So my first actual drum kit was hand drums. Uh, I, I played in uh, bands and I played with my hands. And then uh, I eventually got a, a hold of a drum kit. And I have a basic idea of what I'm doing, but uh, I tend to approach everything I play this uh, as a hand drum. Just more like each drum is an individual rather than each the whole kit is like the sound. Gotcha. That sounds important to drumming. I right. like drumming. Drumming's always my favorite thing to watch in a band. If I'm watching a band play, I like watching the drummers. Yeah. So I'd be staring at you a whole bunch. You'd have a lot of fun watching me. He's very oh, dynamic. I? Yeah, mm -hmm. I get told a lot that I'm very entertaining. Nice. You know, my the drummer in my band also gets told the same thing. He's yeah. a total like show stealer. So. Right, right. What's your band? I've never listened to your music. <laughs> You've also never listened to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> that, fuck, that's true. Oh man, we didn't know we could that swear on earlier. this podcast until hey, today. You know, so. it's hard. You know, everybody's busy doing a thousand things. Yeah. but I play in a band called Greywalker. Wow. We are uh, thrash metal. Oh, hey. cool. And I also uh, play, I do hip hop stuff, and I have a live band mm. with the same drummer. Okay. Oh, cool. So, What's the, is it a hip hop group have a name? Yeah, that's uh, Sykes and the New Violence. Sykes and the New Violence. Oh, it's a good name. Cool. Grey Walker sounds cool, though. Yeah, if you like thrash metal. I do. Like in metal and heavy stuff, it's yeah. pretty sweet. How long has Recluse been a band? Three years in May. We're closing in. Three, Three years year. in May. Three, Three whole years May. as boys. And so starting out as a band in the scene, were you all in other bands prior to this, or was this, is this your first band? Uh, we were, we've been playing <laughs> you, in the city for a while. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. We actually, me, Zub, and Max were in a band called Backstabbing Good People okay. for, I don't know, two, three years. And then Max played with Derek here and there, and Derek was in another band called uh, Sleepy V, correct? Yep. And we just kind of said, fuck you, to all our bands. 
Sure. Or we'll be better off without you. And you kind of like get all the people together that actually want to do stuff. Yeah. Finally, and you're like, shit, I wish we would have done this five years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> to, to be truthful, I mean, Clinton has gone on to form the band Common Heart. Okay. Who, and they're and they're two, yeah. three years old, and they're gaining steam. and They're better than us. <laughs> That's yeah. what we mean to say. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm beating around the bush here. I just want to take this time to, to break down the music scene here. Everybody's really way too supportive. I think we should start getting more aggressive towards each other in the bands. I'd be like, Derek yo, snipe. don't listen to the Common Heart. Do but not go and download their album let's Cannonball. Do like a- <laughs> Definitely don't go Let's, to thecommonheart.com <laughs> to find the music of the common heart. Yeah. Do we want to do like a Pittsburgh beef series? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm, like, I'm yeah. looking for. What side of the city are is Recluse from? What side do you claim? East side. Huh? East side? Yeah. What's, where's Common Heart? What do you think? They're probably the east side too. Oh, yeah. No. So that's why we got to have Battle of the we Bands, got, man. Yeah, we're actually best friends with them. So it's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you always got to beef up, though. You can't beef down, you know? Sideways. like That's right. Right. We're sideways, God forbid. So, yeah, so like they're doing really well. So, we're going to beef up with Talk them. some shit on the Clarks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you play like it, it, right now, it seems like you're kind of tied into a part, a subculture of the Pittsburgh scene as a whole that I'm pretty unfamiliar with. You know, you said you've been a band for three years as Recluse, you've been in bands longer than that. And this is the first time I'm meeting any of you guys. And, you know, I've been playing shows for seven, eight years as well. And it's, a thing that, you know, people say Pittsburgh's pretty small, but in a way it's pretty big. There's a lot going on, you know? I think that, like, our group travels in the scene um, that a lot of other, like, uh, gigging musicians travel in. Um, like, we also play in wedding bands. We play in jam okay. bands. We play, we do session work. Like, we just kind of run around. We just play music all the time. We kind of try to make it our living. Um, I can't I can't say, like, you know, like you said, like, you never heard of us. We, we don't really run with like a scene like we don't have like we don't really we don't play like the house shows we don't like go to the colleges kind of thing sure not sure, that we sure. don't want to but it's just like the, the group we run in kind of like hasn't like ever like met paths there yeah um and it's, it's the funny thing is like more recently I have been making a conscious effort to go outside of the box that I was in. Yeah. And now I'm finding out about so many more new bands just because I'm putting myself out there. So maybe it was just me being like in a box and not necessarily you guys not being a part of the scene as a whole. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bridges also and sometimes <laughs> you don't want to cross a bridge, you know, and then and then there's a whole scene on a different side of a bridge. Do you do you, do you subscribe to that that Pittsburgh stereotype that if you have to cross a bridge to go somewhere you're just gonna eh, maybe some other time? I do. <laughs> I, I, I know it to be fact in my heart. Did everybody here grow up in Pittsburgh? I I grew up um, thirty minutes north of here in Aliquippa. Okay. I grew up in York, Pennsylvania, uh, just south of Harrisburg, our state capital. If you guys want to know that. Yeah, I know where York is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually the first capital of the United States. It's a it it is. It is. They signed the Articles of Confederation, but then they're like, oh, that sucks. We're gonna get rid of that. But technically, only people from York know this. It was the first capital of the United States. York I didn't know that. Yeah. Famous uh, man. I'm from the New York 
um, which is a city that still matters. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'd like to apologize to the people of York, PA, who are fine people. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I I moved here for college and, and stuck around. Been here for about nine years. Cool. I grew up South Pittsburgh in the South Hills, uh, Carnegie, Heidelberg, Scott Township. Um, and I remember traveling to the city as a young child and being so confused and like, what is this place? And now I'm here and I'm like, I think back on those days, it's like, I can't believe that I didn't know every street, every bridge, every venue, because now I'm so familiar. So, Gotcha. So mentioning that you are all gigging musicians who are constantly doing music in different projects and side things, side things. learn how to talk, Brian, message, <laughs> note to self. Note to self. What is the position that Recluse is in right now? Is this something that you're trying to like tour with it, label, like that kind of thing? Are you pushing for that or is this just like a fuck it, we're going to play sweet shows here and do other things and not whatever happens, happens? No, we're we're definitely trying to push it. We definitely want to tour. Um, we're waiting on our full length album right now. Which okay, we're, we're recording. So you're currently recording it. Well, yes. we, we're we're done tracking it almost. We're just waiting on the mixes. So cool. Where'd hoping- you record at? Tree Lady Studios. Okay, okay, that's in Turtle Creek, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, I have never been there, but I know people that have tracked there. It's what it's, was the uh, recording experience like for you guys? Uh, ooh, um. It was amazing for me. I took a week off work and played drums all day. It was Sweet. my dream, man. Yeah. I drank a lot of Pepsi and ate a lot of granola. Yeah, they they do really good work there. Um we're working with Dave Heideck and he's a real nice guy and he's in he's in my uh, clan and Clash of Clans. Um he has three <laughs> he has three profiles and he his lowest profile is in our clan. We're called the Fluffers. Um and he he always does really good attacks. So <laughs> Shout yeah, out to so Heideck. It's cool. We've, um, we're waiting on the mixes right now, so you know we're, this is where it gets down to the nitty-gritty. Super, super cool. If I never hear about Clash of Clans again, it's going to be too soon, Max. Oh, are they talking about it all the time when they're recording? Yeah. When I went, when I was in, I went in for vocals for a week and for piano for a week, and every day I went in, I'd go in at like 9 in the morning, and we'd start the first half hour just talking about Clash of Clans strategies. And he's like he's a re- he's a really smart guy. And he would always have really wise things to to say. Advice and, for the uh, Clash of the Clans, or yeah, yeah, not yeah. the album. Well, yeah, that was secondary. <laughs> Later, that was, that I mean, is secondary. Yeah. Do you yeah. think he was charging us for all that Clash of Clans? No, I, I hope he was. I mean, it was good advice. I mean, so recording a rock album. Did you do it in a like a real traditional way, or did you kind of succumb to some modern? Yeah, we technology? we succumbed. We all, everything we've recorded beforehand, including stuff at Tree Lady, has been um, more in the the live vein. We've we've tried to do everything live with minimal overdubs, um, and it's always sounded good. But we wanted to make a very nice, clean album that we could we could send out everywhere. Yeah. You know, know what kind of what fucks with me is as a musician, you want to do something that's super, super pure and sounds real. Right. Right. But the common listener's ear wants to hear this overproduced sound. Otherwise it sounds kind of cheap to them. Right. I've had people tell me that the gray Walker album sounds a little cheap because we just tracked it live. We didn't want to do all the like 
drum replacements and yeah. all this type people of are shit. Been, oh, people yeah. are trained for it though they, yeah. they've been listening to that overproduction their whole lives like especially j- now where we're at yeah definitely. you don't have kids listening to you know 60s and 70s and even 50s music and hearing those mistakes in the horn parts because they couldn't go back because they didn't have the money to tape it yeah you know, or, the capabilities to or the capabilities to do that type yeah. of stuff you yeah. just had to live with it but there's something magical there but you know some people don't get it anymore that's what uh again it really sucks that i haven't heard your band and i apologize for that but i imagine you probably have a sound that is like a little bit more classic not necessarily so modern yeah so what is it like pushing that type of music how is like the feedback do you have a hard time getting on shows or finding people that like it or is it working out because i just talked with um I just did a podcast with Gene the Werewolf last night, and we were talking about this with them because they have that like 80s cock rock type of sound. And they were saying that it's really, really hard for them to, you know, play shows sometimes because like the younger fan base, like the people that want to buy a lot of music aren't listening to that kind of stuff. Right. Gene the Werewolf also kicks ass. Oh, yeah. They're fucking awesome. I mean, they're, yeah, they're badass the extreme. I think we don't have problems getting on any shows but half our songs like crush you know there's songs that you want to rock out to and half of our songs are like like oh man like i'm gonna like sit down and like do a bunch of heroin and listen to this like okay really like <laughs> not necessarily the best for the live environment yeah, is what you're saying? It, it, yeah i mean it's definitely like it's it's we do our thing we do it well but it's i think we definitely like ride that line between a rock band and a band that wants to like you know, you, we want you to listen to our lyrics. We want you to listen to the all the small little things we do. And sometimes when you're playing a show, you know, it's hard to translate that, especially at different venues. You, you play a nice intimate venue. We can play our intimate songs. You play like a big, you, uh, a larger venue. You play those songs. Everyone's just going to kind of talk over you. So, yeah. Were you going to say something? You looked like you were ready. Mm, or are you just I, sitting uh, in a... In actually, a... I wanted to make a point about, about recording. I think there's a middle ground. I'm sorry to bring it back. No, to we can go back to recording. A topic we, we already left. But like I think there is a middle ground between super overproduced, um, you know, very slickly done uh, tunes and what we had been doing, which was... Um, I don't. I don't actually don't think it sounds cheap, but I definitely think like there are certain things that we would have tweaked more had we had the opportunity to. I think there were certain. There's like a spatial element that you can't really affect if you're doing it live, um, but I think that you can avoid some of the pitfalls of modern production while still doing it cleanly and doing it over a certain amount of time and making sure that like you get the details as right as you want to get them before you move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I, I think that where this album is going to fall is somewhere between, um, you know, a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very like uh, polished, polished. Yeah, that's a good word. A very polished um, professional production, and then a, a a raw kind of like rock album. Sure, I think we're going to pitch it somewhere in the middle of that. Well, I mean, if all of you are happy with the way it sounds, then you're happy with how it sounds. Fuck it. You yeah, know, it doesn't matter what you do. There's always that true. angle as well. That's yeah. true. You know, do what you want to do. It's your <laughs> shit. So, Framework Music Festival is the main reason why we are here. I believe that's why Adam set up this conversation. 
So yay! Let's. I don't. I don't know what we can really That's talk about that. Are you doing anything special for that? I don't know. I think I'll probably wear. <laughs> I'll probably wear clothes. You're gonna wear clothes on that yeah, one. I'm gonna wear Prince clothes songs. on the show. And I'll probably play drums uh, for the audience. What do you think, Max? <laughs> Yeah, we're we're gonna rock it. Um, I, I think, think I'm gonna make it a point to not listen to you until that show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just wait. Yeah, and and uh, you'll be entertained at the very least. You'll you'll. I think we're yeah we're gonna have some new stuff show. though for sure. What's that? We're gonna bust out some new. Ones. Oh yeah, we Again, have a lot of new a, songs that yeah. are not recorded. Always writing new stuff. That's that's a key. Yeah, element. I feel it's to stay hard. inspired, and you know, even though. You like you you practice that new one ten times. You don't play it live, but it's still there. And you're like, okay. Then you get get to go back to the, some of the older stuff when you play it live, and you're like, okay, this it makes kind of the older stuff a little more fresh too. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes that more exciting. You know, and that's a big part of it. I mean, big part of life is just about like staying excited about what you're doing in that moment. You know. Yes. And that's hard for some people. It's not hard for others yeah but. some people just don't know what the hell they want to do exactly and i, I don't yeah. get that i'm like trying to i'm always finding stuff that i want to do too much stuff it's a fucking problem mm. uh so you all look like adults and you all probably yeah. have jobs right like normal jobs outside of music kind of kind of i i personally i teach music lessons i got like 35 45 students okay i teach like five days a week one on one here, little Johnny, I guess, like, Susie. Yeah, the uh, the ultimate goal that I'm going to get to with this question is like, how do you balance your normal life outside of band life, or are you just working as hard as you possibly can to integrate band life into becoming normal life? The um, I I flip houses for a living, and I've recently sold two of the houses that I was working on, so I don't have any houses to work on right now. And I've had almost two months of no work right now. So and hire him, please. Yeah, <laughs> Max needs a job. Well, it's 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 okay. Like it's, I'm not having a problem like living right now. But I guess the the point is is that I've been like holed up in my house every day for two months, writing new stuff and working on new stuff and like tweaking things, and it, it drives you absolutely insane. And and it, it's it's cool because you you you're so excited and and you feel fulfilled when you do write something, but sometimes you can you'll write you'll work on something for two weeks and nothing really comes of it. Oh yeah, and it just it's just like devastating. And then you just like you're you know you're waking up, you're drinking coffee, you're still in your pajamas all day, and you're just doing it and doing it. And sometimes you're just like. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm like writing, I'm writing, I'm writing songs that suck. And then you write, then one day you just like write a really awesome song in like an hour. And then that, that song is like, ends up being brilliant. And then oh, yeah. the next two weeks, you're just like still writing shit. And, but that's, that's, I think when you're talking about balancing like real life and music life, in the end, you have to like surrender to the fact that you just got to keep, making the art and know that most of it's going to suck and that like some of it's going to be good because when I was working, you know, I would just like try to find time to write, you know, after work, you know, after you come home, you're tired and you just, you, you don't get, you don't get the luxury then to like make a lot of shitty stuff and be like, okay, that's cool. I'll just like make something better tomorrow. 
you know it's just like it's it's devastating when all you're writing is shit every day in yeah <laughs> even wow out, yeah that was it was hard it's but real even, yeah even outside of writing you have practicing you have shows i don't know which one of you handles booking shows or handles putting together your merchandising and selling stuff and all the business aspects of things and juggling all of that on top of trying to continue to write new music and things like that is all there anybody us. in your band in particular that's kind of like the the business one uh, we, we all kind of we share that yeah yeah, I find that. myself more on the merchandising thing. More fun <laughs> stuff for me, less business stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think uh, when you're in a an indie band that is representing itself, um, unless some member decides like this is something I genuinely enjoy doing, this business side of it, um, we all, everybody ends up doing some part of it because it's just there's too much work you have to communicate with a lot of people and you have to strategize and you have to make sure that like you're on top of the stuff that you were on top of last week. And and so, yeah, you can't slow down. No, you can't really. I mean, you can take a little bit of time for yourself, but at the end of the day, there's nobody working in the background. If, If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. So there's four of us and, and we get, we were all reasonably smart people. Um, and so we can split it up and make sure that, stuff gets done over the four of us and you've all been in bands before and i'm hopefully you've learned from mistakes oh yeah and whatnot of previous bands sure you know i played in a bunch of bands and now i finally feel like i'm in a place mentally where i have a good grasp on this but it took me almost a decade and that sucks (laughs) it's like i don't know if i have another 10 years in me to like propel all this shit it's so weird, you know, I, I spent my whole, like, adolescent teenage years and stuff, like, writing music and putting together my craft. And then it was like, okay, now I need to figure out how to get this out there. And that took so much more time. Well, do you so, worry that there's a clock ticking or it, what? what is it really. worries about? Yeah. I'm the, the, I sometimes worry because of the style of music that I do. Like I said, I, I'm in a metal band and I'm also in, like, a weird hip-hop thing. I feel like that might have some sort of a expiration date as far as people on the outside taking you seriously. I don't know, but that that could be me. as no, far as absolutely. You. I mean, there's, I mean, you want your music to be, you want to put it out there. You oh, want, I'm always you, gonna do it, right? Yeah. You want people to hear it, and like, and people always say it there. Yeah, well, I'm, all, I'm, I'm a musician. I'm always gonna do this, but like, the idea is all of the marketing, all of the merchandise, everything. Like that is, that's a separate thing, and like. You only do get a small window to do that because at some point, like, you are going to be like, well, fuck it. I don't want to, like, book all these shows all the time, play the right shows, meet the right people, like, sell shit. You know, it's just like, at some point, you're going to be like, well, I just want to write music and I want to do it. So that's what's tough about when you when you decide to go into that, you're like, well, I'm going to make music and I'm going to try to market it and I'm going to try to do it the right <laughs> oh, way. Yeah, yeah. That's like a whole different beast. And that's what I feel like that's what a band is, you know, like a band that's trying to make it. And I mean, it's, it's fucking insane. It's hard. It's, I, I find myself like I am totally happy with where I'm at, but I still want to continue to try and make things happen. So I'm always trying to push it, even though I don't necessarily 
I'm not looking for like the label or looking to tour necessarily, but it's still like, well, what would happen if I sent this record to this person and stayed in touch with these people and just kind of see, let's see what happens. And you got to try. It's like, what the fuck is the point? If you don't try, Yeah, why? at the end of the day, it's like, if it's your passion, if it's all of our passions, like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? We're just going to try to work a job that we hate, you know, or that we tolerate if we don't hate it. Um, so I think it's worth it for anyone who's an artist to just, you know, say, fuck it, go for it, try to make it happen. I know many musicians in Pittsburgh who establish themselves, you know, and, and they're not necessarily living off music alone, but they, you know, have made a name for themselves and they didn't start until they were older than me. And I'm the oldest guy in this band, 32. Okay. You know, they were well into their thirties and then they started. And the, and they're playing gigs, making literally thousands of dollars, you know, for their band. And uh, for example, like Jimbo and the Soup Bones, you know, totally kind of uh, very heartfelt, but very poppy, kind of funky acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's killing it. I mean, he opened up for um, who did he open up for? John Bovey. Yeah, John Bovey. A <laughs> couple other major acts. I mean, he's playing all over the place. So. It's one of those things you just got to maybe one day you'll just wake up and you listeners out there and you have a passion, you just get it done or you've been doing it like us most of our lives. And it's taken 15, 20 years to figure out, oh, I've been doing it fucking wrong the whole time or I've been making a lot of mistakes this whole time, you know, and that's but that's again, that's that's just the way it goes. I feel it's like, you know, nobody it's not that necessarily nobody wants to help each other. I think it's just hard when everybody's so focused on their own thing to kind of take the time to be like, hey, I noticed you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. And But it's like, who wants to be that guy too, you know? That's what I was talking about earlier. Like, everybody's super supportive around here. Nobody's ever constructive criticism. Like, hey, man, I really like that song, but some of the other songs are pretty bad. But for real, like, you wanted to talk about earlier, like, Adam Vallon... And and the guys putting the Steve framework festival here. together, that's something that like we're we're not doing. We're not putting a festival together oh, for yeah. tons of band, but they are, you know. The, and that's that what's awesome, band right? Goes insane with exactly themselves out there. It's the stuff Nevada that they're color. yeah 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 they're pretty good at that. It's super super inspiring, and I think it's really cool too because they have that demographic that is their music is works with that younger demographic and the kids that are going to really eat up the kind of stuff that they're doing. It's like a good mixture of stuff, but they're also like diverse enough that they could play for just about any crowd and be like accepted. Yeah. You know, accessible. Accessible, That's the word. I think without the, um, without the, like we haven't really thought much about what our demographic is because it's not, I don't think it's something that any of us have any particular affinity for that line of thought or, or talent in. Um, but, um, I, I feel like more than being a hindrance to us, the fact that we have this classic sound, but with sort of a modern attitude, boy, let's not put that on a bumper sticker. Um, (laughs) modern attitude. (laughs) Well, well, no, when, when Zub wrote, uh, the first like press stuff for us, He used uh, inspired by the classics, um, driven to innovate, driven, which is I from think I like took Chevy, that, like an audio, yeah, Audi. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Chevy used or Volkswagen, that. Oh, okay, or, or some other fuckers. Inspired yeah. by the classics, driven to innovate. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a BMW commercial. <laughs> we still use it sometimes. Um, 
Yeah, sorry, but I think it does. It's actually like there's there's few rooms that we can't go into and kind of um, uh, feel comfortable in. Oh, know? sure. I mean, if you're good live performers and you're confident in what you're doing, people are going to see it and they're going to like watching you regardless, even if the music isn't necessarily their thing. There's bands that I see play all the time and I'm just like, Hey, you know, I'm not really into reggae, but they're fucking killing it. Yeah. You I can saw recognize a it. Russian reggae band at uh Round Corner Cantina yeah. through the fence. I live right up there and we were walking around, me and my girl, and we like poked our head over the fence and they were just crushing it. And his bass player was just like <laughs> And we were like, Oh no, that's sick. And that excites me. <laughs> no, I don't even. I, I mean, I just was peeking at them through the fence, but they were crushing. Yeah. So the album right now is getting mixed. Yes. You said. Yes. Very soon. Any uh, big release plans for this thing? You gonna do anything exciting, or is this all uh, uh, funny undercover? Yeah, big plans. We, we're gonna release it at the New Hazlitt Theater in the North Side. Okay. And we're gonna make it a a big big production. We are production is the word. Production is the word. We're gonna have dancers. We're gonna have lights. We're gonna have visuals. We're gonna have a lot of humes there. Like it's gonna be crazy. So many humes. humes is short for <laughs> <laughs> we don't save as much yeah. time if you explain it. A lot there. of humes. No, I know, and everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone needs to know. It's gonna Cukes be great. Cukes is though. short for cucumbers. I, I would have figured that one out. Outside of <laughs> music. Just let's let's get to know the individuals a little bit before we wrap it up. What's <laughs> everyone into besides jamming? Right now I'm playing this game Clash. Oh my god. What's up with the I word Clash? God, Everybody's playing games in Clash. I quit this it's good. Game. I swear to god. It's a mobile game. It's a real-time strategy game that I've been waiting for and Max introduced it to me. He was like, "You got to try." This is a spin-off of Clash of Clans. He doesn't. He's never played it though. Zub is infuriated. Zub right has now. his own game. He has a Fallout themed game he plays, but he's not telling I anyone. For one, I played that for one week. One oh, I played it for one week. I played that for oh, one week. I played it for twenty milliseconds. <laughs> you played. I watched you play it. Guys. I played that game for one week, and then and then I got bored of it because there's so much more to do in life. How long have you been playing this game? Huh? I huh? play it I'm all every it. single time I sit on the toilet. I've well, been playing Clash of Clans <laughs> for about for about uh, seven months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seven months. He's been talking about it for seven months too. He could he could have written seventeen hundred songs in the time that he was playing Clash of Clans. <laughs> I play I play StarCraft too. Yeah, yeah. I used to live with Dave, and I used to like I, Dave would like we I'd creep into Dave's room, and I would just watch him play StarCraft too for like two hours. Oh, that's awesome. We'd both be like in our underwear, just like sitting there. It'd be fun. It was good times. Very very. Uh, very good bonding moment for roommates. I recommend it. So, uh, is gaming has been a thing with a few of you, it seems. Maybe my, yeah, my whole life. I'm yeah. assuming Clash of Clans isn't the first game you ever played. Well, it, Clash of Clans <laughs> is the first like mobile, like okay. cell phone game. I've always been a console guy or PC guy. I mean, I my brother and I, we've always had Nintendo. So yeah, Nintendo, Sega. We've had them yeah. all from the very beginning. So this is then I then I went through a whole phase. You were talking about Crazy. like. Being, you know, into the Beatles and then being like betraying it with punk. Okay. You know, I went through a phase where I played video games my whole life. I've beaten Final Fantasy seven through ten. I've beaten them all twice, you know, and I love games. But then I was like, I, I should stop playing games. It's a waste of time. So you know? in seven, did you beat the weapons? No. And, and 
here's the thing about the weapons that I don't know if you know this. It's bullshit. Emerald weapon, ruby weapon, the only ways to beat them are to basically use glitches. And I, You could beat ruby weapon without a glitch. Emerald weapon, I don't know how you Emerald do it. I've weapon, beaten both of them. Really? Yeah. Wow. You have to exploit the game. Well, it's not about glitches. Emerald weapon, you have to beat him by literally having everyone have mime, yep. and you mime for infinity. Yep. Which would take it would take a long time to get. I, I commend you for oh, getting yeah. mime for everyone. I, now, I, how'd you beat Ruby Weapon? Man, this I was in like eighth grade. I don't remember. That's I know that yeah. I beat I beat them both though. Wow. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Dude, my friend, uh, do you know the band Slaves BC? Yeah. Do you know Sean Singer? Yeah. He loves that game. He does runs yeah. all the time. He was talking about. We doing were talking a run. about it. We were at uh, Teco, the anime convention. Yeah, Teco. yeah, I saw Sean there. We were actually talking about he, Final Fantasy VII. He's my dude. So <laughs> we work together. He loves that game. So I'm going to tell him about this podcast. You guys spit your knowledge now. Well, I think that's. I was just asking. I don't want to dive too much into it, but I, I'm glad though, man. I mean, because because we're here. I love talking about music, talking about the business, and also I, I hate it too. I love talking about video games. Yeah. Like, let's, let's talk about bits. You have to. You need to step away from it. It's Wait. Like, so, I mean, like, my everything that I do pretty much revolves around music. Like, yeah. I work at a record label. When I'm not at work, I am either working on my music in one of three bands or doing this podcast, which is based around music. Wait, this isn't a video game podcast? No. <laughs> it should be. It should be. It would, I mean, I, I probably talk about video games a lot. Of, a lot of people play video games. Yeah. Almost everybody has played a video. I mean, it's it's oh, safer man. for your body than like heroin. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> we've said heroin like six times this this podcast. No, already. you said smack a lot, or, yeah. or is that or is that crank. synonymous? Crank. Crank. crank, Anything that's got a hard like crank, smack, the hard K's. But my point being is you need to escape from this fucking world sometimes. Like, and that's what music is too. Sure, but you know you. Need to escape from your escapes because video games you don't put a, you don't put the business on the video games. You got to do all this business with the music, the pressure of the music. Video games you can just sit there and just fly away. You know what else helps you fly away? A book. Knowledge. <laughs> 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 Knowledge. Oh man, I I'm just I, kidding. None of us know how to read. <laughs> going to shows so like if i'm not playing music or working playing video game i'm trying to see a concert and i just uh i drove out to columbus last week i saw under oath for their re- oh cool reunion yeah i show. heard that was a great show it was awesome and then i on monday last week i or this week i drove to columbus did i say columbus twice i said since, i meant since okay. or cleveland Smack. cleveland i hate ohio cleveland <laughs> Uh, I actually like Ohio. I, gotta say I went to see Weatherbox. You know, have you heard of Weatherbox? I've heard that name. Yeah, Weatherbox and Narrow Arrow, and uh, it was a Narrow Monday Arrow. night show in Columbus, Ohio. And I was just like in my glory. I was like, I, I just love being in- enveloped by sound and by the music that I love. So, yeah, if I'm going to shows is a big part of my outside yeah. of playing music. I love life. going to shows as well. Yeah, it's super super important to do it. And be involved and see what other people were doing. Yeah. You know. And support them blindly. Do some research. See what's going on in the world. Yeah. So you can criticize them later on podcasts. And talk. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about them with your friends, but tell them to their face that their songs were great. Yeah. But then you're like, dude, that song, that that bridge was pretty whack. I love going to see my friends play. And, but I actually hate going to see live shows. Really? Yeah. They bore the shit out of me. 
And like, and which is funny because that's that's all I do is play live shows. Out. Well, that's what I was getting to. Is yeah. that like I there's a couple shows that I've seen that have like totally blown me away. Not so much because of the musical performance, but because the visual performance along with the music oh, is just mind okay. blowing. I, I saw Sufjan Stevens. Um, Zuber, you were there too. I was, and we saw him at. Uh, I was at Heinz Hall a couple, a couple, there a couple months ago, and then I saw Hotline MGMT GMT. like saw two years ago at Stage AE, and that was unreal because their visual performance just heightened their musical performance so much. Yeah, is and that something that Recluse is considered, or is it not really your well, thing? Well, it's, we definitely want to do it, but it's really hard to do it. Dave's doing the money sign, but yeah, yeah they but, can't hear the money sign, Dave. But but aside from <laughs> the, the, the money, money, it's it's hard. See, both those bands, Sufjan and MGMT, they are playing stage AE Heinz Hall. They have a huge stage and an unlimited budget to do crazy stuff. Oh yeah. Now the and, other the other flip side of like watching live music is if you go to like a small place like Club Cafe or a real intimate venue, and you're right up next to the band. You don't need all that visual stuff because you're up there. You basically feel like you're playing with them, you know, if you're watching a band play. So we're at that stage where, you know, if we're playing a large venue, it would be great. Like if we the had Framework some. Music Festival, perhaps. Yes. Yes. It would be Put great if we area. had, and maybe we will, have some really cool visuals, you <laughs> the know, Framework have fireworks. Music festival. Framework. I, I Add an effect. Framework. Framework. I think Max's point is, is great, which is that, like, as you scale up the production, you need to scale up the visual intrigue, you know, because we are at the core, like, we're not we're not jumping around or windmilling. We're, we're four dudes playing music. Max is behind a keyboard. And you're all even. stationary as, as well. Much as, I, as much as I try to, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, like, you know, there's only so far that Derek can move. Dave's a great dancer. I like he, to move a lot when I play. I like to move it. Move the worst, it. the worst situation when gigging, and this isn't always the case, but a lot of times when there's no room and I just have to stand still. Oh, yeah. and then I have to really embrace it. You know, you kind of get that Zen thing going on. You close your eyes. You get lost in your body and, and in the music. But there's times where I just want to like walk 20 feet while I'm playing this bass line. Like I just need to walk from that side of the room to the other side of the room and then back again and look at that girl and then look at that dude <laughs> trying to stare at me look and back at that girl and then look back at that girl like and realize she's my girlfriend, my wife. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Dave's the voice of reason. But but honestly, like I, for me personally, I'm a big mover uh, when I play. But yeah, it's. Lights and the whole whole shebang is something that we where we definitely want to go. Um, we have some ideas that we've been shooting around for, to accent Max, since you know he is obviously stationary as he's playing piano, um, and we've done this in the manner of creating a um, kind of a makeshift upright piano. It's just hollowed out oh, okay. for for Max. What do you play? I, like what 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 is it on? Like what uh, what like is your instrument? I I play piano. But yeah, uh, like what? I, what is it? Like the model or what? it's it's a Nord. Okay, a Nord stage. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I couldn't think of the right word that I wanted to say for that. Yeah, like and, yeah, that was I was like a total like brain fart. No, I won't edit it. I don't give a fuck. But what Dave was <laughs> referring to is um is because I'm just sitting there and I usually you know I have an X stand and you can just see my goofy knees and I have real big calves too. So if yeah, I'm, so if I'm yeah, wearing, you you hollow it out like a. Well, if I, well, yeah, but if I'm wearing shorts, you can see my big calves, and they're not even muscular; they're just fat. And um, <laughs> I like them. Dave likes them. But what I did was I I got a piano, an upright piano, a perfectly good working one off Craigslist that 
it was free because they couldn't even give it away. It was 300 fucking pounds. Me and my buddy, we grabbed it, took it to his garage and gutted it, and then turned it into a stand yeah. for my piano. Awesome. So it looks like I'm playing an upright piano is it, is on it a, stage. Is it a motherfucker to move that thing around? It, it is. Yes. It definitely takes two people, and I always have to get one of these suckers to help me out. What what Do you play through an 810 or anything outrageous? No, you I mean... You have a smaller bass rig? I got a, I got tons of bass rigs. Um, I mean, I have a 410 cab. I have a 115 cab. So I could definitely... Okay, so... I could put them together. I rarely do that. Uh, if I, if we were playing bigger gigs, I would do that because I have the capability. O- often, right now, I have a, like a 115 combo GK. Yeah. Really nice, ultra light. It's like 30 pounds. I carry that because it's light. It's portable. It's really fucking loud. It's like 300 watts. Sure. So it gets the job done. But yeah, if we were ever playing like big big you know stadium venues i definitely would bring out the 15 and the 410 and, and that's go ham like two separate units i always like i have some friends in bands that just have the most ridiculous amount of gear when they're playing you get some good tone small spaces though. you get some good tone sure. but it's also again it's like oh yeah you're 25 and it's it's easy to carry but like can you do it for 20 <laughs> years you know like that's why i'm like yeah i'll, I'll carry this 35 pound thing around that is pretty much essentially just as loud as as yours what about Um, the guitar stuff do you play through uh like a combo amp or yeah i play through a combo actually i there was a a long period where i was getting more into finding the smallest amp that i could find that would give me the volume i needed because honestly like i see a lot of rock bands with um they'll have stacks or they'll have whatever you know massive amount of equipment and you can't turn that stuff up past one uh, I'm sorry. You can't turn that shit up past one. We can curse here. <laughs> um, but but you don't get tone out of a an amp really un- until you get to I'm mean, four. That's that's inside baseball. But like honestly, there's no reason to have something that 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 is that big if you're not getting the right tone out of it. And so I have been really into finding the amp that is the right size for the venue so that I can find the best tone. Um, so I can turn it up and get like natural amp breakup and all that stuff. Gotcha. What about what about the drums? Do you play on big drums, little drums? I got combo this, drums. Uh, <laughs> when I graduated high school, my uh, grad party, I acquired uh, over a thousand dollars from money. What uh, from families and stuff? So I spent it all on school supplies. Just kidding. <laughs> I bought a drum set. <laughs> I bought a Gretsch Catalina jazz kit, and it was for small places, fitting in small places, a little tiny 18-inch kick drum or something. And uh, then the vinyl got tore up on my kick, so I bought a new one from Sean McGregor, who plays in the Common Heart. He had an old Gretsch kick, and uh, it's a 20-inch, so it's a little bit bigger, but it's still pretty small. And... uh, no, I don't play a large kit. I just play four piece with a uh, ride and a crash and a hi hat. So, and that's all I all I need. Got it. No, yeah. sounds good. I try to so. make I try to make it sound as loud as possible. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. It's all good. I want to be loud. It's all gravy on the biscuit train. You know what I'm saying? So I think we could probably wrap this one up. This has been pretty dope. We can we mention somebody... Can we mention Prince first? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Prince just passed away, and I'd like to say that he was a big inspiration to all of us, and that I hope that uh, wherever he is, he is having a good time. No doubt over wherever he is. Definitely, you guys have a gig tonight, right? What's that tonight? He's with us all. Yeah. Um, 
Or does somebody have a gig? Not everybody. Dave and I are doing, we're jamming with some jammers down at T-Bird. Oh, okay. The, the T-Bird's closing for renovations. They're going to make it a big, big hoopla over there. And um, we're kind of doing a closing ceremonies show. We're just going to jam. Gotcha. Yeah. Prince. Prince. Prince, yeah. yeah. Jam some Prince songs. Prince. Prince. This has not been a good year for Prince. For people, major musicians, yeah. yeah, maybe we shouldn't get any more famous. I wonder how many people <laughs> have died in 2016, like just period. Oh, how oh, many people probably on been the a earth? bad year for people? Yeah, who died? We're talking about yeah, Prince. We did. We I were. brought Prince up. Day when China to died yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. China, and the wrestler, that's the ninth crazy. wonder of the world, man. That is crazy. Trailblazer for female wrestlers. I guess she did a porno with X-Pac. X-Pac? Is that yeah, wasn't that called One Night in China? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even fucking I, with yeah, you guys. I, I don't I'm pretty fucking sure that's know, the name mate. of it. Degeneration X. Dude. We are the nation. Dude, I still do domination. the suck it sign to anybody who I love. If Ultimate I see you and I do the, the suck it sign to you, that means I love you. Yeah, but like you do the suck it like the uh, the X, or do you just do? Sometimes I do the X. Well, because the X is definitely G generation because then it kind of evolved also into just like the a part on both legs. Right, right. You've right. never done the suck it sign to me, Derek. And now we're wrapping up, right? All right. <laughs> this has been the Start to Be podcast. <laughs> That's when wrestling really lost me. When- <laughs> No, that was that was the heyday, man. I just had to talk with Gary Minda about this, dude. I mean, David Michael Gary. No, Minda. I'm a little older, so like my uh, heyday is like the Hawkster, Ultimate Warrior, and like I soon like NWO started coming around. I know that wasn't that was WCW, but like that era, I was NWO like, what's this NWO shit? I was New World like, Order. New World. I know order. what the New and World then the, Order the is, but, one, that, but there is a New World Order. It's called the Illuminati, man. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna get him. A Lerminerdy. <laughs> oh my god. A Lerminerdy. Yeah, Dave is a uh, conspiracy theorist. So Dave Just is part-time. a Facebook Sanders supporter. Dave loves Facebook and he loves Bernie Sanders. I I I'll say I love Bernie Sanders, but I don't I don't love Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's a tool. You're a tool for Bernie. Bernie Bernie's <laughs> Bernie's using he's got his little puppet strings on you, dude. He's I mean, I'm into the dude. I'm voting for him, whatever. Yeah, okay, exactly. Like, I gave him some money, but that's that's about the end you of it. You gave him some money? Yeah, I gave him, some, gave money. him some money. Yeah, I donated. I didn't, and, I, and I didn't even expect anything in return. I gave Bernie some blood. Donated blood. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, like, I, this podcast was so great, but it's, like, funny what we were saying earlier. Like, I love talking about music. Actually, I don't. Like, I like. I, that's all you were. You were talking about like what you know. Like you were asking questions about the scene and shit, and, and like, oh, no. and I'm like, and I, I'm trying to answer honestly, but I just like want. I just want to talk about the weirdest shit, and I want to well, like. Yeah, I want to be know, funny. I want to be weird. Like, that's. You see, it's the thing. Is sometimes it's really, really hard to do a podcast with somebody you know really well because you're bullshitting all the time, and then yeah. people who you've met for the first time, like literally, then so that's also really hard. Because it's like I have no frame of reference for where you're at you know i'm just yeah. i'm just going i'm just going throw things out there you know let's yeah. talk about you know china fucking x-pac let's talk about your guitar amps let's see what what you're yeah. into right yeah what are you into are you into hard drugs <laughs> crank that's one of our songs uh, one of our songs is called are you into hard drugs oh or is it just hard drugs 
The, hard, you're in hard, the band. Hard drugs with a Z. See, we have so many song titles for our songs. I don't know what the actual titles are. Yeah, we, we have a song called Long Time Listener, First Time Caller, but we just call it King of the Ring or Kinja the Ringe. <laughs> Kinja the Ringe. Yeah, so there's aliases for song titles. Yeah, that happens in my bands as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a song called Any Mercy, which we call Eddie Murphy. That one didn't get the laugh I expected no, from this group. People listening are laughing. Oh, yeah. I can add in some laughter. Oh, yes. Could you? Dude, there is nothing more fucked Sweetness. up than, than sitcoms with laugh tracks. Like, like, imagine that. Like, you're growing up and you're just watching a show and they're like, there's a fake laugh or, or a studio audience, whatever. Like, someone they fucking gave some cookies to be there. <laughs> to, like, crank. laugh. Like, crank. hey, here's where you're supposed to laugh. Like, that's fucked <laughs> up, man. I was thinking about that the other I day. I think if you have a elaborate light show one day, you should have applause <laughs> signs. Oh, that's a great uh, idea. idea. Oh, wow. Wow. Full circle. Dude, I'm <laughs> no, I'm just going to get an applause light for the, inside the kick drum. And every time you so hit like, it, it lights up. Yeah. Applause. Applause. <laughs> applause. I'm so glad that we kept talking till we reached this point. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, thanks for doing it. Yeah, and that's it. Oh man, that was fun. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I kind of noticed going through it that there was a little bit of issues with uh, the mic cables. It cut in and out a little bit here and there, so I apologize for that. If that distracted you from the conversation... Sometimes shit happens. What can you do? But you made it here, so you obviously had to have enjoyed it. Recluse, all those guys are awesome. I'm really looking forward to finally hearing them for the first time on May 7th at the Framework Music and Arts Festival, which, again, there's links to that in the episode description. Check it out. I'll put links to the band in the description, but I'm not going to listen to those links. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll figure it out as I'm I'm fucking with you guys. I'm definitely going to listen to you before the show and I I again I apologize everyone in Recluse that I didn't make the time to listen to you guys. Uh yeah. So check them out. I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.